0: Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello,
1: hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are on episode number 72. 72. 72.
0: <laughs>
2: We are very happy to be back with you guys, be back with each other. Today's a new day, a
1: new uh, opportunity for more spiritual realizations. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that was really good. That was great. And also, if you have not followed us on Instagram, we are at Modern Yogi Podcast. At, at Modern Yogi Podcast. At Modern Yogi Podcast. And so, feel free to send us any questions, any DMs. We are happy to answer them there. My name is Shama Sangeeta. My name is Breath And my name is Shama Lee, and we are the Modern Yogi Podcast.
2: The Modern Yogi Podcast. The Modern <laughs> Yogi Podcast. <baguist! laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So quick recap. Uh, so right now we are on um, chapter nine, a text number 26. Six. We're on seven, 27, but we're going to do a quick recap of uh, last episode. Oh, oh, we'll oh, cover okay. 26. Gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha. That right. was a
2: very, very sweet text that we want to dive into the purport a little more. Should mm. we read the text one more time?
0: Yeah. Sure. If one... Ex- if one- do you want to do it? No, go ahead. Go I ahead. Just I just realized that you actually read it last time, so you can read it if you like. No, I was going to say, Priya, take it away and we'll dive into the purport. All right. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. Beautiful. Very simple. You Very know, simple.
2: The beginning of the purport says that for the intelli- for the intelligent person, it's essential to be in Krishna consciousness, engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, in order to, and I like this line, achieve a permanent blissful abode for eternal happiness. I mean, do you want a permanent blissful abode of eternal happiness? <laughs> yes, I do.
1: Where do I sign?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's so funny because Prabhupada further down in the purport says, who is such a fool that he does not want to be in Krishna consciousness? consciousness by this simple method and thus attain the highest
1: perfectional life of eternality bliss and knowledge i mean it is true it is a very simple thing to do to offer these four things yeah I mean, you would be a fool not to do it it's
0: <laughs> all insol- <laughs> insol- insol- free don't be such a pleasant <laughs> uh, the way you said it at the very beginning it reminded me of um uh, timeshare timeshare yeah, because you were like, "Who would not want this right uh, now?" Right no, no, no. like, here, right now. I'm like, oh my goodness! I, I just I love because
2: yeah, Prabhupada worded in <clears throat> such a way like, "Oh, you want permanent happiness." Uh, mm. then sign up here. like who would not want he's like, that duh yeah <laughs> duh that's basically Prabhupada saying duh I mean because he <laughs> says Krishna wants only loving service and nothing more he'll even accept a little flower which means when you go on your walk outside here in California we have tons of wildflower it shifts your ma- intelligence to become Krishna conscious I see the flower and I think oh that would look nice on my at home <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. just something so simple and it says the process is such a marvelous thing that the result is very easy and can be attempted by anybody without any qualification because no one can be barred from Krishna consciousness since it's so easy and universal. And I love that. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, you can do this too.
0: Yeah, I mean, Prabhupada says so many beautiful things in the sport board, board, and uh, one thing that he repeats over and over and over is the word bhakti. Ah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. and he says uh, bhakti is mentioned twice in this verse in order to declare more emphatically that mm. bhakti or devotional service is the only means to approach Krishna. Right, and I think like what that really means is the same kind of message we've been conveying for a long time, Krishna wants pure love and Mm -hmm. bhakti is pure love right pure love for krishna krishna wants a sincere relationship with each and every one of us right and it's it's uh it's it it needs to be it doesn't have to come with all these fancy things right Right. you don't have to bribe krishna into love you don't have to Mm. know he's like no no i just need like actually from your heart you offer me a flower from Mm. your heart oh my gosh totally that creates the relationship Mm. right
2: that's such an important part priya that you brought up of the purport because Basically, yeah, it's so universal. You don't have to be the world's greatest philosopher, scholar, brahmana, spiritualist, all those things aren't the point. In fact, you might be the world's greatest Brahmana, so to speak, and then ultimately become puffed up and think, Yes, I'm doing all the rules and regulations so perfectly. And that's mm. then you miss the point. Yeah. So, like you say, Krishna just wants your love. I mean, how simple.
1: Just your love. That is that is really beautiful. I, I as 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 you guys know, I'm obsessed with astrology, right? And so mm. I, Are you? All, all, I'm so, obsessed, <laughs> so obsessed. And so like all the different planets have different gods behind them too, right? So mm. there are certain like things that you can do to make make things in your chart a little bit more just give you more relief right like you can offer um things to lord ganesh or you can offer things to like the sun god or you know but there's this one planet that does not care about anything (laughs) that you offer actually one planet that only cares about your hard work and discipline Ooh. And that's planet Saturn, right? Okay. Yeah, literally doesn't care because you can appease certain gods and, and like certain planets by doing certain austerities and whatnot. But the one thing that Saturn, you can't, right? He only cares about hard work and discipline. Same thing with Krishna, mm. right? Krishna, you cannot appease by jewels or money or like doing like, right. you know, certain certain austerities. Like all that Krishna cares about is love. Mm. The one thing that you cannot buy. That's beautiful. You know, which really means this process of Krishna consciousness is a process
2: of changing our insides. We're elevating our consciousness. We're uplifting ourselves to be able to be granted access to that. We can't just, like you said, pray. we can't buy him off. We can't bribe him. It's, it's a process from the inside out. Yeah. And this one line, actually, that I love, right above the one where you said Bhakti is mentioned mm-hmm. twice, the line says... To develop Krishna consciousness is the highest perfection of life, and when I read that, it made me think of a quote by uh, Saint Augustine of Hippo. He says, nice. <laughs> "He says, to fall in love with God is the greatest romance; to seek Him, the greatest adventure; to find Him, the greatest human achievement." Oof. so beautiful. can you repeat that? That's really nice. To fall in love with God is the greatest romance to seek him the greatest adventure, to find him the greatest human achievement. Mm. Ooh,
1: that is so beautiful. Yeah, I know. Saint Augustine of Hippo. I mean, these saints so great.
2: in any tradition, when they find God, they're mm. experiencing Krishna. God is one. So regardless of what they call him, we call him Krishna, but they're experiencing something divine, something yeah. Beautiful. I mean, this to me, I read it and I was like, wow, he is talking from a standpoint of realization. He is experiencing this. Mm. So, And
1: I like the words he used, like romance, achievement. Right? Like
2: I love those. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're seeking. And once we get it, it's, Prabhupada said the highest perfectional form of life. So he says the same thing, the greatest human achievement. These great saints in any tradition are
0: tapping into the same feeling, you I know, love that yeah. So yeah, so basically, Prabhupada is um, and Krishna are telling us like how to love him, you mm-hmm. know, how to w- what is bhakti and how to understand bhakti and right. and like the reality of it is like Krishna does not need food, mm-hmm. he does not need flour, like he doesn't need any of these things, right. you know. It's just part of the, the, the relationship building, right? right. The sincerity yeah. there.
1: And from yeah. a practical standpoint, like like if you're thinking about, okay, I want to make meals for Krishna, but like I don't have time to make all three meals of the day and snacks and, you know, all that stuff. Like you can start small, you know? Whatever comes from your heart. You just want to make Krishna breakfast? That's fine. You want to mm-hmm. give him an apple or an orange? Like whatever you can do. You have a busy day. You have to run out. You have to take care of kids. Like whatever you do. Like it doesn't have to be three meals a day. Right. It can be whatever <coughs> it just comes from your hard right? right and then gradually if you can increase with time with your love and devotion, I think that's the whole point, right? Yeah. You gradually increase our bhakti.
2: One loophole, which I know you love loopholes. Love loopholes. <laughs> Someone once told me and I thought this was a great idea. If you are too busy in life the ideal is sure three meals a day but if you can't like many of us you buy a bag of let's say trail mix nuts, fruit, whatever and you don't offer that that's just in your in your cubby and then anytime you want to make a once a day a little offering put that trail mix offer it yeah. and that's it and that's Krishna's prasadam mm-hmm. you know you don't offer the big bag
0: yeah or just something. a little bit every day with your whole heart yeah you yeah. know uh, there was, loophole yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a really lovely person who a friend of mine who uh, was sharing are you to talking me? about me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> same joke, same joke, same joke.
2: I you just can walked into a trap. are starving
1: for Priya's affection. Oh.
2: <laughs> that so is so funny. I love <laughs> that <laughs> moment. So, in case you got uh, lost with all our voices, Priya was about to describe the best person, and both Sham and I were like, Stop it, girl. Are you just grabbing me? Girl is <laughs> <laughs> girl. <Girl's> me, right?
0: I <laughs> <laughs> the best person I just said a person <laughs> oh we both heard, oh, I, heard the I heard best, best person, person. <laughs>
1: and I just automatically assumed it was that. Okay. Well. <laughs> sorry Priya sorry to cut go you ahead, off go ahead actually <laughs> it was Ella <laughs> she is the best person yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's so funny All
2: right, we are syncing up more and more and more it's <laughs> unbelievable alright really um, okay.
0: so as I was trying to say there's this lovely person that i know. No, who was sharing um, that they snack a lot during the day and they were feeling a bit tired because mm-hmm. they kept like, for example, they grabbed like a bunch of grapes and then they wanted to eat it. So then they would offer it to Krishna. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they're like, oh, I'm going to eat an apple. And then they would, like so they would offer to Krishna like seven meals a day. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's That's quote lot. unquote, like a lot of snacks, a lot of things. And, and the person was like, it's just becoming so mechanical. I'm getting like, it's too much. Like I can't, you know, and, and, and actually to that person, I want to say I have more tips for you but i was just like it's it's just about the devotion right Mm. at the end of the day and like when we're talking about snacks just for anyone out there put them all together in front of a picture of krishna and just offer them all at the same time it's totally okay um but anyways it just reminded me of like the like sometimes we can kind of go wild like how much can i do or like maybe we just don't know what what we could or could not do but krishna just wants the devotion so it's not about offering everything necessary well yes but not like
2: don't lose the quality for the quantity, right?
0: Yeah. That's good. Mm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like an impressive thing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so, yeah, anyway, so um, I think it's like, it came from a lot of devotion from right. her and So yeah, just sharing for anyone else who might be out there struggling with like offering too much and feeling Mm -hmm. exhausted. Also another little shortcut is Wait, can you
1: explain this? Because I only learned this when I started coming to ISKCON temples Mm. and I never understood what you guys were doing. So like what is the (laughs) shortcut
0: and describe it? I don't know. I was taught this as a kid. Basically you, it's it's usually for when you're like out and about and you know, like let's say you're walking around you buy a fruit from a vendor or whatever and you're like, oh, I want to offer this instead of going, instead of doing, doing the, the whole, whole prayer, yeah you just say Shri Vishnu, Sri Vishnu, Shri Vishnu. And that's what we were taught <clears throat> we could do in situations what like that. What if it's not
1: a fruit from a fruit vendor? Because this is not 1940s, okay? <laughs> what if it's like a caramel macchiato? Can I still say Shri Vishnu, Sri Vishnu, Sri Vishnu? I would. Nice! I would too. Even though maybe that's high not good. High five uh, ladies! <laughs> you know, R- Ritad Vajramaraj,
2: talking about Shri Vishnu, Sri Vishnu, he made this hilarious joke because he's like very guru much... from Texas. Yeah, the guru from Texas who mixes with the young people. He's like, awesome. Very much uh, a guru for the youth. And he says, uh, okay, one day Krishna and Vishnu are speaking together, having a conversation <laughs> like, hey, what'd you have for lunch? Uh, I think Vishnu asks Krishna, what do you have for lunch? And Krishna starts describing this whole eight course meal with sabji, with chickpeas, with you <laughs> chapati uh, all these things from a like, typical Indian Japati. Yeah, <laughs> love how you say chapati uh-huh. <laughs> and then Krishna's like what did you have for lunch and Vishnu's like huh uh, a sandwich some fries a half-eaten this that because when people say Shivishnu, Vishnu Shri they're offering to Vishnu <laughs> the, more, the quick. shortcut quick or things shortcut. versus when they make the eight prep meal it's to Krishna with the whole long offering so right. that was the oh that's hilarious gist, you <laughs> know so they, the meals that then Vishnu and Krishna are eating are just worlds Kinda apart different. So, oh so
0: Vishnu would appreciate anything you offer The caramel macchiato. Yeah. going <laughs> to get a oh a yeah. slice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Which, you know what? The next <clears throat> part of the purport actually connects to this one thing. But before I go on there, Priya, I wanted to say I love the point you made about not losing essentially the quality for the quantity because it just made me think about how often uh, when you kind of get into the mechanical routine of things, like uh, it happened to a lot of the, we see the generations ahead of us that when they were like, being pushed so hard to do so much preaching, chanting all the rounds. It became to the point where just to get the rounds done, the set numbers, like and you're not even hearing what you're saying and you lose that quality. Yeah. And the most important thing is the quality. So it takes a lot of just honesty with yourself and where am I really at? And what's something I can maintain with doing it from my heart?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the friend, like she had every like good intention. She just yeah. didn't know a shortcut. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 And so- totally. It's, yeah, but I, I
2: totally agree. Yeah. So I like that point. And then as far as offering things goes, there's a part of the purport that says, um, if we want to engage in devotional service, we have to know, okay, what does the Lord want? So one who loves Krishna will give him whatever he wants and avoid any offering anything that he doesn't, Desire or ask for. And that's why meat, fish, and eggs shouldn't be offered to Krishna because Prabhupada says if he desired such things, he would have said so. But I don't see here where he says, don't want caramel macchiato. I don't know if you missed it, but I don't see that part of the purport. So I think you're good to go. I think, go. I'm good. Thank you I think so you're much. good. You're Thank you. welcome. You're welcome. You. <laughs> I was worried about that. And the last part, and I don't know if you guys have anything else to say, but I just have one last part about offerings that Prabhupada brings up in this purport. He basically says that, um, so yeah, Krishna is explaining that in order to consume these things, if uh, these prasadam, if we're trying to make advancement and not get more and more entangled in material existence, we want to offer our food because that's a way to showing gratitude. That's a way to, uh, and this one line, it's so interesting. He says, in other words, uh, kind of like if you don't offer the, prashat, the food to him, every mouthful is simply deepening their involvement in the complexities of material nature. Mm. Let me just say that line again. That's very interesting. So if you don't offer your prashadam to Krishna, basically we're eating the remnants of what was offered to Krishna and we show gratitude in that way. Then every mouthful otherwise is deepening their involvement in the complexities of material nature because... Then we don't show gratitude for everything that it took to produce that, to everything that, you know, plants don't suffer like animals do, but we're, we're using resources where, you know, to a certain degree, we're making an impact, whether we like it or not. And we're not, if we're not going to offer it, we're not going to show any gratitude, thank anything. So we're just kind of getting more and more entangled mm. in this web of karma, of action and reaction, no? So I thought that line was interesting. So that's why then the next and last part that I have to bring up is just saying that you can just simply offer it to a picture of a deity of Krishna Prabhupada says like it can be very simple bow down pray to him to accept such an humble offering uh, to try to make a steady advancement purify your body create fine brain tissue that'll lead to clearer thinking Prabhupada says and above all it should be offered with love Krishna Mm. has no need for food he has everything but he'll accept your offering with love and devotion that's the most important thing
1: that's beautiful our producer you have something to say
2: I, I yes, I did want to add yes. that. Thank you for saying that, Shanley. Uh I want I wanted to add that uh, another reason to offer mm. uh, is to <clears throat> remind, remind yourself of the sense of ownership. Right, right. Uh, you're kind of like it's almost like you're asking permission. You know, if you mm. went to someone's house and used their ingredients to make a meal. It would be rude of you to just start eating it Totally Right? <laughs> yeah uh, I mentioned many episodes ago uh, A famous quote by the astronomer Carl Sagan If you wish to bake an apple pie You must first invent the universe <laughs> Right? <laughs> because right. we don't We need someone to give us all the Everything, the ingredients and all that And so uh, Another reason to offer is to remind ourselves Who's actually the boss you Totally Totally I love that. I love that line. If you wish to bake an apple pie, you must first create the whole universe. (laughs) Totally. That is great. It's visually amazing to to
1: picture.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I love that. Thank you for adding that. That was great. And, and, then, and it could be like you can what I used to do when I was on the road is like literally Google image a picture of Krishna and then nice. I would offer it to the Google Neat. image picture of nice, Krishna that's so, hey you got to work with the resources that you got in this uh, in this <laughs> Kali okay. Yuga in this Kali Yuga okay love it invocation prayers ladies oh my gosh yes <laughs> yeah
0: I think in the future we should uh, do the invocations at the beginning right <laughs> but that's okay because
2: this was a pretty important purport that it was a beautiful there. purport we had to talk this about this is a famous there's some famous texts and this was one of them Yes. All right, ladies. Oh, my gyanate mirandasya, gyananjana shalakaya, shakshurum militam
1: Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto them. All right. So officially starting chapter nine, text (laughs) number 27, Priyadarshini.
0: All right. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, and whatever austerities you perform... Do that, O son of Kunti, as an offering to me. Mm, Beautiful. So I love
1: if, Krishna's use of the word whatever.
0: Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You do. <laughs> I
2: love it, Kishama. You totally, when you repeat back stuff, you add sass to Krishna. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you do,
1: whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, whatever austerity you perform, you do that as an offering to me. <laughs> I do like that he says whatever yeah, so it is many times.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> right. So
2: basically they're saying it's all of our duty to mold our lives in such a way that we won't forget Krishna in any circumstance. So we all have to work for maintenance of our body and soul together. So Krishna just basically recommends that do that work for him. And the purport then just expands on the the verse, or sorry, the text in a little more detail. Do you guys see the line that we can riff, or in Shama's words, tit for tit Tit off of each other? Do you see the line that says, everyone has to eat something to live? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, the, why, why do we have to eat something to live? Or what should we do? Ah, what does it say after that? That's what <laughs> <laughs> Wait, rewind. What's the part? The next part. Everyone there, has to eat something to live.
0: Therefore, he should accept the remnants of foodstuffs offered to Krishna. Okay, that's for food. Check.
2: Any civilized man has to perform some r- rigorous, or sorry, religious ritualistic
0: ceremonies. So? Therefore, Krishna recommends, do it for me. And this is called Archana.
2: Nice. Everyone has a tendency to give something in charity. So Krishna says, give it to me. Nice. And basically the last part, Parupad says, nowadays, people are very much inclined to the meditation process. So do it for Krishna and chant your rounds. So that's basically, he's kind of connecting, okay, we have to do these things anyway. Mm-hmm. So then what? Bridge the gap and just do it for Krishna.
1: And I, I what I love about this purport is like, like the last purport or the last verse we talked about food, right? Like everything that we eat, we can think of Krishna and we can offer that. Right. So like that's at least three, four times a day where we're putting something in our mouth. We can say our prayers and we think of Krishna. Now, if we want to make a habit of remembering Krishna, then we think about him throughout, through <coughs> all, all the mundane things that we do throughout life too. Whether mm-hmm. we're in traffic, going to work, we can think of Krishna and say, thank you. I have a car. I'm going to work. <laughs> You for the ability for me to go to a place where I can where I can work and get money yeah. and 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 then buy food and then give it to you like I think the whole point of this is like Chris is saying whatever you do like whatever activities that you perform whether it is going to work or coming home or recreation or food or going to bed at night like you can make Mm. that uh, a prayer to me an offering to me so that you can remember me throughout your day Mm. and if you make a habit of remembering Krishna throughout every single part of your day and thanking Krishna then you can have that gift of remembrance at the time of death ah Mm.
2: tying it back to remembrance Mm -hmm. I love it if you don't know why we're all like ah listen to the previous episodes Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Yeah. it's so important though right because if we make Krishna part of every single part of our day not just eating right but like waking up waking up in the morning brushing our teeth, going to, Mm. going to take a shower, like offering our prayers in the morning, going to work in transit, Mm. going like being, getting in line for whatever tea or whatever, um, being on the highway in traffic, going to work, hanging out at the cooler the water cooler with it. you know what I mean like every single thing that yeah. we do if we can think about Krishna during mm. those moments up until we go to bed at night and having the mm. last thought that we have before we go to bed a thought of Krishna that means we've dedicated that mm. our, that entire day to Krishna and if we mm. can de- dedicate multiple days in a row for the rest of our life that's the perfection of our life mm,
2: that's deep that's cool. deep I love that those last two points of dedicating every aspect to Krishna and trying to do that as many days in a row as you can mm-hmm. that's super important yep
0: beautifully said yeah thank you yeah.
1: I don't say a lot of good stuff but no, sometimes you do, you do, you do say sometimes. a lot of good stuff you do say a lot of good stuff <laughs>
0: Well, I think that kind of covers text 27. Yes. Here. More. Here's where I'm fitting in my story time. <gasps> yes. Oh, oh,
2: yes. Good. That's yes. Right, yes. That's yes. Right. But do listen, because then there will be questions for you two at the end. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm to put my phone down. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> story time with Shyamalan's news. <laughs> <laughs> time to get my coloring things out, dude. <laughs> sorry.
1: I'm, no, I'm sorry. all ears. I'm all ears. Everyone at home, listen too. Okay. Shyamalan's telling a the story.
2: <laughs> no.
1: I it's funny. Um, the
2: so you know we. Lord Sir Abhijit Producer thought we could start a little short segment of story times. He doesn't like that name. I'm sorry. He's nodding his head. Okay. So uh, Shama Sangeeta in the past shared the epic story of the woman in the hospital, visions of Krishna. I at one point shared the story of St. Teresa of Avila, vision of Krishna. This is a different nature of a story, but it's either way, this amazing testimony from Hungary that this young girl wrote a beautiful letter to this one guru within this path, Shivaram Swami. And she's basically describing a little bit what happened to her grandmother. And so this, I feel, connects a little to the verse because Priya Priya bridged the connection because she basically said, whatever you do, do it for Krishna. Whether you know you're calling God Krishna or you're just a devout spiritualist in any other path, mm-hmm. this woman was a devout Christian. I think Catholic specifically, they'll say. And she was doing constantly things for God. But then something shifted. We'll get to that. And it's ultimately all for Krishna, whether mm-hmm. they know it or not, you know, because Krishna is just God. So here it goes. So this is a young girl again. Shivaram Swami, you can picture this big, incredible guru and gets this letter from a little girl and she says, Dear Shivaram Swami, Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I hope you do not mind me writing to you. I have never written to a spiritual master before. You do not know me. My name is Bhakti Dora and I live in Hungary. I am 14 years old and I live at home with my mother and older sister. Some years ago, I went to the Hare Krishna festival with a friend. I was not very interested, but I enjoyed the chanting and dancing at the end. After it was over, I bought a book, The Science of Self-Realization. I do not know why. Generally, I never read. I think it was because of the chanting. I took the book home and cannot remember what happened to it. One day, my mother found it and was very angry with me. She thought that I was reading this kind of thing. You see, our family members are all very strict Catholics. They thought Krishna consciousness was some kind of brainwashing. Actually, I wasn't reading the book. I had forgotten all about it. Somehow it just appeared. Anyway, my mother was going to throw it away, but my grandmother, who is 68, was in the kitchen at the time. She lives in the apartment upstairs. She came in and took the book. She looked at it and scolded me in a very heavy way. I thought that would be the end of it. I did not mind so much as I was in a lot of Maya at the time. About a week later, I overheard a conversation between my mother and grandmother. Granny was saying that this was not some ordinary book. She said that what Prabhupada was saying, it was, it was what Jesus Christ said, and that Krishna is God. I was very surprised. She said we should listen to what Prabhupada said and chant Hare Krishna, because that was the religion for this age. There was a lot of talk about how Christianity was no more, and no one was following the Bible, but what Prabhupada said was pure and perfect." all coming from this granny, I might say. (laughs) Things really took a turn from there. One day, my grandmother visited the Namahata, which is the local Krishna center, and began to chant on bees. She also began to buy Prabhupada's books one by one. She was spending all her pension buying what she called the beautiful holy Bhagavatam. Sometimes she could only afford to eat potatoes, but she kept buying the books. The devotees even came to her flat and helped her set up an altar. When I went upstairs, there were Krishna pictures everywhere. That was really the beginning. One night, Granny had a dream about Prabhupada. Something really happened to her then. I don't know what it was, but she began to get very enthusiastic. Next, she began to get the whole family involved. I mean, not just me and my mother and sister, but her two sons, their wives, and six children, as well as her brothers, sisters, and relatives. Before, she used to carry a Bible with her and quote Jesus Christ. Now she has a Bhagavad Gita and quotes, quote unquote, the good Lord Prabhupada. She became a veritable transcendental terror everyone in the family has to chant at least one round a day. (laughs) In addition, Granny made everyone become a vegetarian, including my dog, Sikra, and we (laughs) offer our food to a picture of Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya. Now, I am also getting out of Maya and chanting and reading a little also. Where I go to school, my friends inquire about Krishna since they know I'm a devotee. The the whole family goes to the local Namahata, all 16 of us. During the Christmas marathon for book distribution, we all tried to distribute be pravupad's books even granny would take books with her to the market and sell them to vendors everyone is afraid of her because she is fearless (laughs) they all think she has gone crazy but she doesn't care (laughs) now she is saving to go to budapest to see the newly installed deities she has heard that lord chaitanya and lord nitinanda came to hungary and are being worshipped there by the devotees she says she wants to see god just once in this life At this year's Hare Krishna festival, you were speaking to the guests after the kirtan. You must remember my grandmother because she came and sat right beside you and asked so many questions. At the end, when you stood to leave, she even kissed your hand. Remember? (laughs) I also wanted to ask a question, but I was shy. Could I please ask you now? I hope you do not mind, Maharaj. I want to know what kind of man Srila Prabhupada was. He must be so dear to Krishna to have spread this message all over the world. What are these books that change my family so much? How is it possible that he can speak so powerfully through them? You must feel very fortunate to be his disciple. How great a man he is. Sometimes when my granny chants in front of a picture of Krishna, she cries. How does Prabhupada do that? I want to cry like that too. (sighs) Granny dreams of Prabhupada and sometimes she talks to his picture. Although it says on the cover of the book that he passed away, is Prabhupada really dead or is he still alive? Do you think I can meet him someday? I am sorry that I have gone on so. I would like to be a good devotee one day and help you and Prabhupada spread Krishna consciousness. Please could you answer my questions? Your servant, Bhaktin Dora. Wow. wow. Dora. That's so sweet. Dora. Dora, Dora, <laughs> Dora the explorer. She really is exploring. She's, yeah, really exploring. she's really
1: exploring.
2: So when I read this, what a far out story, you know? She, the grandma wild. became a
0: terror to everyone she <laughs> was fearless Wait, and
1: grandma was a devout catholic yeah and then all
0: of a sudden s- s- switched yeah I mean, yeah when something speaks to you and something really like answers your questions and has happened to so many people yeah mm-hmm. everyone finds like what they align with right like yeah. what they what speaks to them what they they feel passionate by Right, that's amazing. Is like
1: a flipping a switch a little bit. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and it made me think: there's cross, not cross contamination, but cross intersections with religions. Because if you're like so devout, no matter what path you're on, you can go. God is one. So, like Saint Teresa of Avila had that vision of Krishna, even though she had never heard of Krishna, but Mm. she was like a saint already. So Krishna's accessible to his pure devotees. So why wouldn't this granny be a pure devotee? She just didn't call him Krishna. You know, yeah, so I wonder how would you guys answer those questions she posed to Maharaj? Oh, I repeat the question. So again. basically, there were three. She wants to know what kind of a man Shula Prabhupada was. <laughs> how is it possible that you can speak so powerfully, he can speak so powerfully through his books? And this one, the last one's very interesting, that although on the cover of the books it says Prabhupada passed away, is Prabhupada really dead, or is he still alive? She asks, "Do you think I can meet him
0: someday?" All right, Priya. Oh.
1: Priya, what kind of man was Srila Prabhupada? Oh, man. <laughs>
0: that That is a... That could be a whole episode, no? That could be a whole episode. He was an amazing man. I mean, I would say barely human. Mm, yeah. I love that. You know, like in, in a transcendental <laughs> way, like really saw the best in everyone, really believed in the mission, really had a sincerity. And I mean, if you think about how much he achieved and the kind of power he had Mm. and how genuinely kind and honest and consistent he Mm. was about what the point of this movement was, Totally, you know, he opened hundreds of, if Mm. not thousands of temples everywhere. Yeah. Um, he touched a lot of hearts and Mm. till this day, like I never met Prabhupada, but I have felt connected to Prabhupada. So it's, it's very, very, powerful Mm. um, Mm -hmm. person, yeah. personality. Mm. You
2: know, two of the things you said that I really, number one, when you said he's barely human, I thought, oh, absolutely. Because don't, I forget the Sanskrit word, but they describe him as one of those souls that most of us come to this material world to burn off karma. But Prabhupada came here to liberate us all on a mission. Mm. You know, he was a totally, what's the, ah, what's, there's a term for that. Nityamukta. There we go. Ah, Thank you, Abhijit. Thank you. <laughs> Our little Sanskrit dictionary. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so when you said he's barely human, I thought spot on, Priya. That's... That was Prabhupada, you know? Mm. And when you said you felt like you can also get to know him, it just made me think what my spiritual master says. Because Kadamakana Maharaj would always say, I'm a Prabhupada's man. Mm. Now, Maharaj was about to come to the movement, but he missed Prabhupada by a year. He was about to meet him, but he had some things with his family he had to take care of. So he just missed him. But he always would speak about Prabhupada as if he really knew him. And Mm. he says, you too can get to know (laughs) Prabhupada. You too can get to know Prabhupada. Like he's so accessible. I'm talking to the camera, not to just myself. (laughs) (laughs) So anyone can get to know Prabhupada. He's so accessible through his books. So I love how Priya, you feel like you you know Prabhupada to some extent, even though he's not around because he is still alive through his instruction. Mm. He is still here, so to speak. I know that's hard to Mm. understand, but he really... He's here. Oh,
1: next question. What else we got? Wait, wait, doing? wait, 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 wait. Wait, what? What was the
0: question? How would you describe
1: Srila Prabhupada? Oh, the s- same. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but I got an answer for the second one. Okay, yeah, okay. okay, okay. Well, th- the second one is, how is it
2: possible that Prabhupada can speak so powerfully through his books? Is that the one that you had the answer for or the, no, last the last one? last Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is, and I love this one, So, because she saw her granny talking to Prabhupada so personally that this Little innocent girl says, Although it says on the cover of the book that he's passed away, is Prabhupada really
1: dead or is he still alive? Do you think I can meet him someday? <laughs> Shama Honestly, like, yes, he's physically not here anymore. However, you can feel the presence of Prabhupada. And like, I'll tell you a, a story of um, where I feel the presence. So I did a, in my last year of college, I did an exchange in Hong Kong. I think I might've mentioned this before, but literally I didn't know anybody didn't speak Mm. the language. And I went there and I was there for like, yeah, it was, it was tough at the beginning. Yeah. And I was there for like eight months and there was an ISKCON temple there, but nobody looked like me. Everyone was Chinese body devotees in like full saris tilak, everything. But I walked in and I felt the presence of Prabhupada because Mm. literally he built a, uh, what is the, the phrase he built, um, A house that everybody can live in. Mm. Right. And literally I walked in and it felt like home. Mm. It felt like I was just at a temple in Toronto, my hometown, and everybody was doing the same thing. Everybody was chanting the same things. Mm. Everybody was eating the same things. Everyone had that same pure love and Mm. devotion for Krishna. And I was like, Whoa, that was the first time in my life I realized the power of Srila Prabhupada Mm. because I felt in a country where I was so alone. Mm -hmm. I felt like so like like knowing who I truly was because of him and being in the right place because he created that home for all of us to live in. I got goosebumps. Goosebums goosebumps here. It's there. true. That was the first time I was like, whoa, Prabhupada did this. There's yeah. no other place in the world I can walk in and feel mm. this, t- like I feel like I'm I'm home again. Yeah. yeah. I love
2: that you bring that up. You said, I, I want to build a home where the whole world can live. And you're so far away from home in such a foreign environment, yet you walk in and it's like, boom, yep. Prabhupada gave this to me.
1: Yeah. That's when yeah. I really had like really awe and reverence because I was new to the movement, you know, mm. like I only joined in like 2007 and I went mm. on exchange in 2009. I was still new and I didn't know much about Prabhupada. Mm. But the moment I walked into that temple, I was like, whoa. <laughs> This man did incredible things for us. And so very grateful. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. So I answer your question. He is dead, but not dead in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) He's physically dead. Physically dead. Yes. Yeah. He lives
0: in his books. He lives in his (laughs) lectures. He lives lives in his... There's so many recordings of Srila Prabhupada where you can really feel his presence. You can feel his energy. Mm. There's so many stories, so many books. There's so much for you to get connected to Srila (laughs) Prabhupada. And, you know, for that little girl, I mean yes, at the end of the day, we will all end up back with Krishna and (laughs) see each other and relish and like be happy to spend time with each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hopefully, but in the meantime, there's books and there's lectures and there's kirtans. There's so much to connect to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know. in this tradition, we say you have Vapu and Vani. You have their physical presence and you have their instruction, which is almost deeper. It requires one, when the spiritual master departs, it requires to really go within. Kadama would used to say you would really have to become mature there and start living what does my spiritual master want of me. And that's how you will feel the connection, through following their instruction, because they're very much alive. And Kadama used to say that Srila Prabhupada would say that His spiritual master is still seeing him, still watching over him. And Kodama Kahnemaraj would say, I like that because it's not only like they're alive through their books, but they're watching you. They're Mm. still there connecting you and guiding you to the whole parampara, the lineage of teachers. So it's not just they're long gone. They're physically gone. Yes, but they're absolutely still watching us. So like if Priya, you said you still feel like you get to know Prabhupada, I'm sure that connection is very real because even though we can't. Even though we can't see them with our eyes, they're still very much there. And if you go in Vrindavan to, I think it's the Radha Damodar temple, where Prabhupada wrote a lot of his books before coming to the U.S., to America, there on his on the plaque of his murti, you look down and he's writing a letter where he's saying, the great acharyas, uh, Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami, all of these acharyas, these great saintly souls in our line, they are still here. He talks about at the Radha Damodar temple. They're still here and you can access them. If you elevate your consciousness, they're here. Like he talked about it very tangibly. It's not just a book. They're there. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, all right. Did we answer all of this? Beautiful. Any very last nice. thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. No, that's it. I think that was, I mean, it's so beautiful to see someone with so much devotion.
2: Yeah. The the little
0: girl, you know, her, her grandmother and all her 16 family members. That was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. The power Uh, of being
2: fired up, no?
1: Yeah. I think we should do one more because it ties back to text number 27. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Whose turn is it? I think it it might be yours. Oh, yay. Okay. Chapter nine, text 28. Christian is saying, in this way, you will be freed from bondage to work and it's auspicious and inauspicious results. With your mind fixed on me in this principle of renunciation, you will be liberated and come to me. Mm. So, so in what way? You're he- can so you just connect it? Just a reminder, in the last verse he said, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer, mm-hmm. whatever you give away, whatever austrieras you perform, Do it as an offering to me. Mm. And now in this next verse, he says, in this way, like if you live your life every single day, thinking of me Mm -hmm. throughout Mm -hmm. your entire day, you will be freed from bondage to work with its good qualities and its bad qualities.
0: You won't have that karma. Right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in relationship to that, like think about like, okay, so we're vegetarians. Just because we're vegetarians doesn't mean that like the plants don't feel pain because we rip them or flowers or this or that, right? So like there's still some level of... Karma. Karma, yeah, attached karma attached, to, attached right. to every single thing that we do and so basically i think what krishna is saying here is like if you take that flower that fruit whatever it might be and you offer it to me i take away all that karma mm. good or bad mm-hmm. whatever it might be so that you don't have to suffer the consequences of that action because again right. every action has a reaction and krishna totally. is like i will protect you from mm. reactions mm-hmm. right i love that yeah.
2: Krishna's your protective shield against yeah. the reactions
1: I love that yeah yeah And then with your mind fixed on me in this principle of renunciation, you will be liberated and come to me. So Mm. constantly spending your life thinking of Krishna, that is, that's the prerequisite for Mm. renunciation (laughs) and then finding your (laughs) way to Krishna. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else in the purport? I mean, the purport
2: talks about a pretty important concept of Yukta Vairagya, which basically is the technical term for what you just said. Because to break it down, okay, one who acts in Krishna consciousness under the superior direction of Krishna, these teachings, what we're talking about, is called Yukta and the technical term is yukta vairagya, which Rupa Goswami further explains. And he says what Priya was saying he says, in the material world, we have to act, we can't stop acting. So if our actions are performed and the fruits, the results are given to Krishna, which is everything we've been talking about, that is called. Yukta Vairagya, actually situated in renunciation. Such activities, they're clearing the mirror of our mind. And the actor, I love how they call us actors, because this is all just a, a stage, really. The actor gradually makes process, progress in self-realization. And ultimately, it's just a surrender to Krishna. Mm. Very that
0: is nice. beautiful.
2: Amazing. Yeah. And okay. this last thing, this verse talks about uh, one word in Sanskrit, which literally means, He comes to me. Krishna's saying, If you do all this, you come to me
0: back home to Godhead. And that's beautiful. Very sweet. So, yeah, basically, if you make everything connected to Krishna, Krishna will protect you from all the reactions. This process is called Yukta Vairagya. And we will learn more about Krishna in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We will be
1: starting text number 29 of chapter nine. Beautiful. Thank you for listening, everybody. See Thanks. you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.